0: Hello, welcome to Toby TV Everton podcast. Cam is back for the Nedcam podcast edition. Um, It's going to be a bit of a therapy session, to be honest. Um, The season's over, probably the worst season for a while. Um, Just before we start, breaking news, breaking news to us, um, Ben Godfrey has been included in the 33-man provisional squad for the um, Euro (laughs) 2020-2021 Um, thoughts I think he deserves it
1: yeah 100% he's, he's been immense this season hasn't he and, and hopefully he's, he's part of the full squad that goes because mm. it's, it's nothing less than what Ben deserves he come in in the summer and, and I think I don't think any of us really had any real expectation I, I remember sitting there uh, when we signed him thinking he's probably going to be one for the future he mightn't play an awful lot this season and little did we know he, he's come in and you know he's been absolutely phenomenal hasn't mm. he from playing at left back when we needed them to centre back right back um. And more often than not, he, he's putting in 8-9 out of 10 performances. He had the odd couple of games here and there where he struggled, but you expect that for a 22-year-old. But um, his physicality, his strength, his pace, his passion, his mentality, everything is absolutely spot-on. And, and Ben Godfrey is the mould of player that Everton should be looking at buying again in the summer. In fact, we should be looking at buying two, three, four more mm. of Ben Godfrey. Um, and yeah, he, he absolutely deserves it. He deserves it as much, if not more, than, than, any, than anybody else. So, made is, up for him. Is,
0: is, is the... A perfect player for me, he's, he's got the athleticism, got the yeah. got the physique, got the pace, and most importantly for me, he's, he's got he's got a bit of hunger in him. Yeah. Um prepared to fight with his own teammates, fight for his own teammates. Um he's a he's a little battler and I think his attitude is, is spot on and and I think he's I just hope he doesn't get injured if he does go. Um but I i just I just pray for him, but I I, I am I am happy for him but I suppose he's the perfect player for Gareth as well. If he wants to play that back three, if he wants, yeah. especially if he wants if he wants Trent in there um, <laughs> playing wing back. You know, Godfrey right centre back with the, with his recovery pace. and How good he is! at... he's you know he's a brilliant centre back. I, th- I think he can be a, a main man in, in a back three. Yeah, he can cool. play that Kyle Walker role that we saw in the 2018 World Cup. Absolutely.
1: But, well, that's the hope, isn't it? The hope is that he's not just in the because, you know, Gareth Southgate's named 33 players, which is, I think, practically every England player that plays in the Premier League. So I hope he's not just being put in there for the sake of you know, we'll, we'll throw him in to give him a little bit of a confidence boost, but then he'll be taken out because he, he should be in that England squad for the Euros. It's not just a case of, you know, he's in there because, um, you know, they had the space for him. He's in there because he's had a, a fantastic season and he's got something to offer that England team. I'm not a massive international football fan, but I made up for Ben himself, as I made up for Dominic Calvert Loon and Jordan Pickford, who have also been included. And, you know, we know, Dom and, and Jordan will, will definitely be going to the Euros. And I hope it's the same for Ben because, like you said, he's got a role, he's got a place in that squad he's got a place in that team and you know if, if you're an opposition fan and you're genuinely looking at it thinking why is Ben Godfrey in there then you don't watch football it's as simple as that you, you don't understand football because he's been one of the best centre-halves in the country this season and you know especially for Everton he's he, he saved us on a number of occasions hasn't he with his versatility
0: <laughs> do you think Michael Keane will be gutted he got left out
1: I don't think uh, probably yeah because he wasn't very happy when he got left yeah. out of the last um, thing do
0: you think he really deserved to be in it though I don't. I
1: don't think my. Uh, the th- The problem is with Michael Keane is uh, I think last week um summed up Michael Keane perfectly. Yeah. He On Thursday he was absolutely phenomenal and he put in one of the best defensive performances he put in all season. And three days later against Manchester City mm-hmm. he was everywhere. And I get it's Manchester City and they're the best team in the world, etc. But just the simple things like running into five men in the middle of the park and giving the ball away and uh you know them countering and scoring or allowing a five foot four Sergio Aguero to score ahead. That, that that goes back, That
0: goes back to what I. I Said last week the most thickest team. Well, that's it is it. the decision making, shocking. That's and then it. a week later, he's trying to take on the whole uh, midfield off of a Manchester City team who's possibly the best midfield in. In the Premier League?
1: Well, that's why he—that's why he's not in the squad. And, and look, yes, he probably will be disappointed. And I think Michael Keane's biggest issue is his consistency uh, and the fact that he's a, he's a confidence player. One week you can get an unbelievable Michael Keane, and the next week you can get a, a liability. And you can't really, especially if you want to go and win a tournament, you can't really be reliant on, on players like that. You need players that you know what you're going to get, you know, game in, game out. And that's what Gareth Southgate would have wanted. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest, there's Evertonians who's had a better season, Michael Keane or, or Ben. Goffrey. It's, it's Ben Goffrey, mm. so he should be in there over him. Don't get me wrong, there's some other players and, and centre-backs that Gareth Southgate has included and seems to really like, which I think Michael Keener probably would have something to say about, but they certainly don't play for Everton. So, mm. um, yeah, look, he probably is disappointed, as 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 I'm sure he should be,
0: but
1: again, it, it should be motivation for him to do better.
0: We talk about England the whole podcast. <laughs> bit, I don't even like England, but it's so much better not, than talking not, about not, Everton. Nor do I, but it's just another, same as last season. I suppose <laughs> is we ended the season in typical Everton fashion. <clears throat> it just felt like after the West Brom game at the Hawthorns, it was, it was, Nailed imp- them. it was impossible to finish outside of Europe and to yeah. finish tenth. I suppose because it's you know, you know the last game of the season, it could have gone you know either way with the results. If we got a one, we could have finished. Actually, I don't think we could have finished seventh because Tottenham won. Yeah, so we could have finished like. At least it came down to the last day where it could have gone... With, if all the went our way, away, yeah. and I was... Then <laughs> and it we could, didn't have to play yeah, Man City. Yeah, exactly. Then it could have been... Well, I imagine, you say that, we could have played Sheffield United, it wouldn't have been much better. Well, I
1: said before the game I was more confident playing City away than than anybody at home, and then... Yeah, you know, exactly. That, so because yeah, that, it was a testimonial, wasn't
0: Heart-crushing. It? But it's like, you know, we came to the la- we went all the way to the last game of the um, the season, and it could have gone... We finished 7th, or we finished 10th, yeah. and we just finished 10th because of our own doing, you yeah. know, turn, turning up and putting that display on against City was just beyond embarrassing, pathetic, really. Um, absolute zero fight. It was It was a, like we'd turn up for a testimonial. It was, that's all it was. It's like, oh, your last Premier League game, is it Aguero? That's all it was. Go ahead. It's just, I know we've been, we know we've been bad. Um, I know. We lost four away games, but we won six at home. So imagine a team finishing seventh and getting to Europe with six home wins. And we know we've been poor, and we know we've been inconsistent and good at times. And we know it's been a really up and down season, but it still hasn't sunk in that. we finish. I know it doesn't matter where we finished up because we didn't get Europe anyway. But it just wasn't something that we finished tenth. Yeah, because it's, it's like we've been up in like you know top four and top six or top seven. It's just it was made up for us to finish in the top six or seven, and we we like we just lost so many. I don't want to say bottled it because it's not like we got ourselves into a perfect position. We just kept losing all our own games that you the games that you'd expect us to win. And I suppose it's typical Everton to. To so let us down, I suppose. But
1: yeah, we we didn't bottle it because we didn't have the 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 backbone, the spine, the the um the ability probably to to get into that position to bottle it. We didn't. Yeah, we yeah. were never there comfortably, and we went yeah, okay, we're we're six points ahead of you know I don't know West Ham in, in seventh or you know Arsenal in seventh or something. So with four games to go, we were never in that position because every time mm-hmm. we had the chance to get to that position. You know, you could say we bottled it, but we didn't, we, we fell to bits, we completely fell to pieces, and no, I, I was disgraced, mate, it was an awful, awful, embarrassing embarrassing performance, and you know, there was a stack floating about on Sunday afternoon after the game, it was that before, and I don't know if this is factually correct, but I'm assuming it is, before Sunday, Everton had, hadn't dropped lower than ninth in the Premier League table, and we finished 10th, so for the entire... For, well, for the first 37 games of the season, for the entire season from September did the start or August, whenever it was to Sunday we hadn't finished we hadn't dropped lower than ninth position in the table and yet the last game of the season when the final whistle's blown we finished 10th that if, if that's not evident then I, I don't know what mm. is but no you're right it was it was shocking mate it, it was a testimonial game there's a reason why Sergio Aguero said to Pep Guardiola I don't want to start this game and that's because he knew that even coming on with 10 minutes to go he was going to score at least two and get man of the match which is exactly what he did um I've got no issue with losing to Manchester City. They're an incredible footballing team. The goals that they scored, the first one, we couldn't get anywhere near any of them, and De Bruyne just slots it comfortably. The second one is, is a Michael Keane error, but the counter-attack's so good. There's no embarrassment by losing to that Manchester City team, who, let's be honest with ourselves, are the best team in the world and are probably going to go and stample Chelsea on Saturday. It's the way in which we lost. It's mm-hmm. the fact that we bothered, we didn't bother to turn up and show any fight, show any pass. It was like... We've turned up and gone, oh, yeah, we'll be part... He's having a party today, are oh, you? Yeah, is Aguero's it, is, is it last game? Are you lifting the title? We'll, you know, we'll, we'll turn up. We'll be involved in it. I said it on Twitter after the game, mate. It was like when them um, people turn up at, at kids' parties dressed as princesses and Marvel characters and that. That's what we were. We were just the entertainment. We were just the punch bag. We were the dartboard. We were there to get laughed at while everybody else has a, has a wonderful time. And we could have spoiled that party on Sunday. We could have turned up, battled with them, fought with them, got physical with them. And if we didn't win, we could have at least made them think, do you know what? That was a tough game at Ed what's a big game at the weekend. I, I said this the other day. Imagine you go in first five minutes, you, you put a couple of tough challenges in on Kevin De Bruyne. He gets up and he's thinking, I've got the biggest game of my career on Saturday. I don't want to really risk this for a non you know, a non a game against Everton. That means absolutely nothing to any of us other than other than those Everton players. And I get that you could say, well, to tackle players, you've got to get near them, Cam. But we never even looked like we were interested Mm. in doing. Defensively, we were abysmal. The midfield was shocking. The forward line, again, they didn't get much, but they weren't very good either. Gilfie Sigurdsson I think completely bottled it under pressure with the penalty I-, I think I think we've seen two sides of Everton this week I think we saw a side of Everton against Wolves on Thursday which was a team that reacted positively to a crowd and a side of Everton on Sunday which was a team that reacted negatively to a crowd we mm. completely and utterly shut ourselves and people mm. say Man City haven't got no fans this that and you other. we absolutely crapped ourselves when we turned up at the Etihad because of the crowd, because of the, the the situation, the fact they were lifting the trophy. Um we couldn't we couldn't deal with it. We couldn't cope with it. And like I said, it was it was utterly, utterly embarrassing. You wouldn't have thought that team had anything to play for and now we're sitting here in a season in which We've got fifty nine points, which is I think our highest points total since the season we finished seventh under Ronald Koeman. Yeah, only yeah. only second highest since mm. Roberto Mar- or I think it's the the only yeah the second highest since Roberto Martinez a season where he finished fifth. Um, we've beaten Liverpool and Anfield, Tottenham away, Arsenal away. We've had an amazing away record, um, and we've still managed to finish mm. tenth and below Leeds who. I don't think I've had that great of a season below Arsenal, who their man, their fans are calling for their manager's head, we have finished below them. It's just, and I know you, you might say you we can't take really the, the, the league table into that much consideration because we were what two points away from
0: sixth. Well, we're, we're, we're the highest point scoring tenth place team ever, you. exactly. So we're and it'll <laughs> and only be ever record so. breaking mediocrity. Yeah, for you.
1: But no, we 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 didn't we didn't help ourselves. We really didn't. No. Again, I'm not I'm not. We could have been sitting here today saying we lost that game against City but at least we showed a bit of fight, at least we made it tough for them, mm, at least yeah. they're going into Saturday's Champions League thinking Do you know what we could have done without that game against Everton and yet we we might have fin- still finished 10th but we can say we've gone out, we've had a difficult game and we've gone out with a big effort and other, other results have gone against us but we didn't, we were laughed at for the entire game, don't know if anybody listened on Sky Sports but Give Gary Neville and Martin Tyler practically laughed at us for um for ninety minutes. That's mm. all he did. He just laughed at us. Oh look at Everton! Always uh, my, uh, Tyler was screaming Aguero every time he touched the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, what's that about? The, Aguero, like I said, five foot seven or whatever he is, five foot eight, scoring headers above six foot three. Michael Keane, six foot two. Ben Godfrey. You know we love Ben Godfrey. And we've just praised him, but he had a poor game the other day. It was. It was. It was everything that embodies the weak, defeatist mentality that is this football club at the moment. That needs. That needs to be getting rid of as soon as possible. And anybody with that mentality needs to leave and walk out the door today because that isn't acceptable. Um, there's not. There's not. There's no big issue losing to that Manchester City team, but the way in which we lost was disgraceful, mate.
0: Well, I would have much preferred. a, a lost to Man City like the one in the cup. You know, we we st- yeah, stuck we to battled. our tactics. You know, basically we were in control of the game for eighty minutes. Um and then world class took over yeah. and managed to get City the win. But then on Sunday it was just it was just a, a sham it was it was a shambles. When you're a goal down <coughs> and it's a must win game when your centre back's trying to take on the whole team, it, why?
1: Because they because the, like I said it, yeah, last week I think we done the podcast last week. There's no, there's no leaders in this team. We can try and kid ourselves all along and say, oh, we've got Seamus Coleman, we've got Alan, we've got the. There's not one leader. And I know Seamus didn't play the other day, but there's not one leader at this football club. Nobody picks players up and goes, come on lads, it's, we've gone one 0 down in the opening. We we said it, in the Sheffield United game. Sheffield United scored seven minutes in, and we all knew that was it. We weren't getting back into that game. We weren't winning it. We weren't getting a point out of it. Because that's the mentality of that football club. There's not one player who picks... Teams mm. up, picks big players up and goes. Okay, we're one nil down against the best team in the country. But come on, it was a silly goal to concede. We've you know we've gifted them too much space. Get into them now. Go again. Work hard. Mm. Look at look at the game against uh, against City at um, Goodison. Like you said, we went one nil down in that game. We mm. got back into it. It went to one all. We battled. We worked, We fought with them for 80 minutes. Why couldn't we have done it again on Sunday? Why couldn't that have been the same? Why couldn't we have battled with them again mm. on Sunday? I get that they're much better than us, but it was sort of almost like it was an expected result, and it was an. Expected performance and it was an expected scoreline. How is that expected for Everton Football Club? If you expect that, not if you're a player and you have gone into that changing room before the game and gone, we're gonna get sampled here. So if it goes to four 0 at half time, expect it. Just go. I'm not bothered. Just just leave because you're absolutely ruining the club. It's a it's a nonsense. And but you know, again, like I said, it was a testimonial game that we turned up at too to get laughter hmm. and. You know the, the the players clearly were thinking doesn't matter because tomorrow I'll be I don't know on my private jet somewhere else. Amers had the idea before everybody else. I mean, fair play. I've at Everton for 22 years. If you'd have told me on Saturday afternoon that we were gonna get sample five 0 I'd have been on the same plane as Amers. I don't blame him. Um, so yeah, I'd, again, there's been high. There's been positives. There's been positives this season, and 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 there's definitely uh, work to you know there's definitely places to to work on, but. Overall, it's a disappointment, well,
0: isn't it? Well, well, you you mentioned there's been positives, and I think there has been positive take out the season. And obviously, you mentioned the good away record before. Hopefully, we can sort of keep that, You know, regardless of fans being in the stadium, we can keep that mentality that we can go to places, like, especially for the fans, that we can go yeah. to places like Anfield and get a win. You know, I, f- I imagine fans will feel a lot more confident visit, uh, on a visit to Anfield yeah. now. But <clears and> even <throat> with some players, I think there's been some... Standout performances of players, like, you know, obviously we mentioned Ben Godfrey before, he who's he was had a, I think he's had a brilliant season. Yeah. I, I, re- I think Abdoulaye Dekore has come in and um, he's had a good season, not as good as he can be because of the, yeah. the, the players around him, but he's certainly, I think he's certainly made an impact and, and can imp- can go on and improve. And I think Dom also has had his best season. Absolutely. So we've obviously we saw the, um, the awards last week, the Everton Player Awards last week. I think Dom got player of the season and player's player of the season. Who was your player of the season?
1: Dominic Um, Mm. Calvert-Lewin. Again, you know, when a lad scores 21 goals and and single-handedly puts you in that race and fight for Europe, then you can't really look past him. I get the argument for Ben Goffrey and, and Ben, would be and is my young player of the season. I yeah. think that was the right decision. Um, but you know, if you if you argue if you, if you put Ben Godfrey forward as player of the season, then he's obviously winning young player anyway because Dom's what twenty four, so he probably doesn't yeah. doesn't qualify uh, for that. So then Dominic Calvert Lewin's walking away with with no award when he scored twenty one goals and being absolutely phenomenal for Everton. He he's improved massively. Um, And, like you said, as goals have been so vitally important in a season where, you know, this Everton team, we know anyway, doesn't have a lot of goals in it, let's be honest, with the exception of Dom and Richarlison, usually we've got, you know, Hammers has scored, I think, eight, six, six, yeah, yeah. Gilfie's scored eight, I think, with most of them being penalties, and everybody else is on two or threes, um, you know, we we couldn't really have afforded for Rashard to have the season that he's had. Scored him fifty percent less goals than what he usually does. But Dominic Calvert Lewin's made up for that with with the end season that he's had. He's improved massively. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's played of the season comfortably. If somebody put a comment in my live team today. and was like when you actually look at Everton's XG and the chances we created, Dominic Calvert Lewin's goal tally is absolutely mm. phenomenal. His, his
0: conversion rate is still yeah up there. And are we and we missed a couple chance, a few chances this season where we should be. Really bearing mm-hmm. them, but you know he can he can only improve and he'll score he'll only score more with better players around. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, if you look, if you look at the the assists around the team, especially from midfield, it's not great. So imagine you put a a top class winger in there, and a top class yeah. a top class right back, and That's we've it. got such a good aerial striker who can who's so dangerous in the box, especially in the, around the six yard box. You start putting decent balls in the box, and
1: I've got no doubt that Dominic Calvert Lewin will he'll get better next season and score more than 21 goals. I think he'll hit the 25, 26 range Mm -hmm. next season because he's improved every season at Everton statistically. He's gotten better, he's scored more goals Mm -hmm. um, and he'll go away in the summer like he did last summer when we said he needs to go away, he needs to work on his physicality, he needs to work on his dominance. He went away and done that and he'll go away this summer and work on his one-on-ones and work on his compulsion in front of goal and Way to do his work, and and I think he'll be he'll be even better next season. To be honest, mate.
0: Hopefully, we'll bring in <laughs> the the right players who can help who can help yeah, him do that.
1: It's, it's impossible to get it wrong, isn't it?
0: Well, the summer <laughs> transfer window starts in a in a few weeks, isn't it? It officially mm-hmm. opens. Do do you think Everton need to go out and make a um make a statement that it's going to be a big summer and go, and go get a. A big signing, a, b- a big, a big name, even.
1: What? 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 Would you mean by big name? Like a Coutinho a <laughs> or, Twil- a a or a Bale? Or a Bailey today, which makes me just want to cry. No. no so, we so, don't. so, so,
0: someone <laughs> we, like go out, and make a statement <laughs> of who we are. What? What type of transfers we make? in you're know, a Max Aaron, yeah. Go with or you. a Baku, or a Bailey?
1: Yeah, definitely go and go and make that statement. I've seen a, a few people on social media after Sunday saying we need to spend 100 million this summer, we need to spend 200 million. I hope we spend 200 million. Well, why? Why? We Everton could yeah. spend 600 million and finish 12th. Next. Season. Everton could spend 50 million and finish sixth. It's not about mm-hmm. how much money we spend, it's about where we spend the money and spending the money in the right areas and on the right profile of players. We could go out and spend 400 million on Rabio, uh, Kieran Sipia, Coutinho, Koulibaly, Wilfred Zaha, Bale, or we could go out and spend 100 million on Jack Harrison, Pere- Matthias Pereira, Max Arenzor Baku, um, Leon Bailey, um, uh, 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 Anguisa from Fulham and be sixth next season. So it's not just about going out and spending all sorts of money on all sorts of profiles it's about bringing in the right profile of player and for me the right profile of player is your Max Adams, young athletic fast physical not only the player you're buying you're not only buying the player he is today you're buying the player he might be in three four five years time um Anguisa from Fulham would be a perfect signing for me I do like the the likes of Jack Addison from Leeds I do like um Pereira from West Brom I like obviously Leon Bailey from from Borussia um from sorry, from Bayern uh, Leverkusen as well. Um so yeah we need to we need to go and make a statement and hopefully we, we get players in early because one thing we don't want and I know we sort of got away with it at the start of last season with Hammers, Decore and Alan, but Hammers had been in the country for five days and he was starting at, at, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and yet yeah, he was brilliant and we won and but ideally you want your signings to be in for at least a couple of weeks before so they get they get, you know, integration with the squad, they get a pre season, they understand what the manager wants. Um you know, it worked last season, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're watching players thinking, you know, he's playing the first Premier League game of the season and he hasn't got a clue because he's only been here for four days. So hopefully we get, you know, at least some business done early and we're not waiting until the last sort of week of the transfer window um, to find out who we want to sign. And now it got a little bit sort of squeaky bum time last season, Mm. last summer, didn't it? I remember when uh, Hojberg turned us down and we were all sort of thinking, we're signing no one here. And okay, we signed three or four players in quick succession, but hopefully... You know, I think June the sixth the window opens. Hopefully, by the end of June, we've uh, we've signed one or two at least. Then we clearly know who else we're going after. I'm not yeah. saying bring everybody in by the end of June, but you know, at least have the, the plan there so we know. Right, okay, these are the types of players that we're going to be bringing in.
0: Well, we've mentioned a few right backs and right wings in in past podcasts that we've been linked with. Yeah, but say we sign realistically four players this summer, four or five players. I imagine one of them will be a. A number two goalkeeper, because also obviously he's yeah. only on loan. Yeah. Very quickly, your ideal four or five summer transfers signings.
1: Okay. Um including the goalkeeper? Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know obviously Sergio Romero is um is is on yeah. free and he's been linked massively. The problem I have with Sergio Romero is I think he'd come in and demand first team football. I don't think he'd be happy to sit on the bench and he probably want a lot of money as well. Um and I give Jordan Pickford my most improved player of the season. I think recently he's been absolutely phenomenal and I'm happy with Jordan Pickford being the number one next season. So, for argument's sake, I'd say Robin Olsen re-signing out the two of them because I think mm. the likelihood is Robin Olsen will re-sign. Then I'd want yeah. Anguissa from Fulham, uh, Zambowang, mm. uh, Frank Zambowang with um I'd I want um, Ridley Bahu from Leverkusen or Max Adams. I'm torn, but one of the two will do. Um not from Liverpool. He's from Wolfsburg. Sorry. Um. Oh, two more, two more. Um. I'm gonna go with. I go with Pereira from West Brom. Mm. And I want a centre. Se- I want a centre back. I do want a centre back because th- yeah, I think we need a centre back. I really do. I think. I think if if you get a bid for Mason Algate or Michael Keane in the summer, that's so. yeah. And obviously a decision needs to be made on Yeri Mina. Um. So yeah I, i'd want a centre back but I, I don't know i don't know who i'd like Buendia as well I, i'd like i, I like the look of Jack Harrison. i like leon bailey but i don't know how realistic Leon bailey would be um there's a lot there's a lot of players at, at that profile to yeah. be honest but i do think we need a centre back absolutely
0: well obviously that may cost a um a bit a bit of money to bring the players in and obviously, that will take players but if we go, only
1: sign three of them then you know the recruitment strategy, you know yeah, where you, we're you, looking.
0: You know, you know, you know the at least we're going in the right direction. That's it. That's it. But obviously we need players out to we need oh. get to get players out the door to get players in the door. Which realistically can you? Uh, pl- which realistic players can you see getting pushed out the door this summer, if if any?
1: Um, oh, sticking it on me, yeah. Um, but players I'd like to see leave. At, you know, obviously you, you'd want Gomez, Delph, um Probably a wallbie if you got a decent yeah. bid. Well, they're it's the likely shitting. ones we can
0: still get a bit of money back for, and and so obviously Keane is looking very likely. He, he, yeah, He's, Moise Keane he's expressed that he wants to go, yeah. so it's about getting the right money I suppose for him. Obviously, they're trying to knock it down to about twenty five, thirty <laughs> million euros. Free. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: All think I think if we got a decent bid for Mason Algate would sell. Um, yeah, and I think if we got a decent bid for Michael Keane would sell as well. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, but but again, it's 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 so easy. <clears throat> so easy to, you know, sort of enjoy this FIFA head of just sell all of these players. But yeah. you can only sell players that teams want, ultimately. And if Anze Gomez is an Everton player next season, then it's because nobody wants him. And let's be honest, why would anybody want him? He's not a good footballer. Um So, you know, again, if we get bids for these players, then then they'll be sold. But ultimately, it's, it's about that, isn't it? You can't just say don't turn up as much as we might want to say that you can't you know these players are contacted and we've given them a contract we're paying them so um but yeah no there's it i think there's a couple in that first team squad that if if we were bidded if we're bidded for i mean look at mason orgy for example he's now behind godfrey keen and Mina. He's probably he's our fourth choice center back Hmm. if we signed another center back He'd become fifth choice. If you got a fifty million pound bit for Mason olgate as a fourth choice centre back, would you sell him?
0: I would, yeah. And you brought yeah. in another right back. So that's Seamus'
1: second choice right back. Yeah, I
0: suppose so, yeah. That, have, you got, have you got the right the right <laughs> bid for him? I think he's at that <laughs> age now when he needs to settle down and that's it. get first year. I don't think it's gonna happen for him at Everton, unfortunately. For I them. think he's a good there's a good player in the he's not had a great season. Obviously he was I think he was that young player of the season last season, wasn't he? End of yeah. nineteen twenty. There's a good player in there but he needs he needs consistent football. He needs to settle down. If he if if he wants to play if he wants to be a centre back or a right back or a holy midfielder, I don't know what he is, but he he needs to be he needs to settle down at club. I don't think it's gonna be Everton.
1: Yeah, I agree, absolutely, I agree. I'm just I'm just going through all the signings I've picked in my mind and seeing if I want to change Well
0: with, with with I was gonna ask you something. With Josh King, obviously he's not he'll not be saying... Um Who's he? Can you see yeah. us? I think I think he played a couple of minutes. <laughs> he ran on the pitch a couple of times. Um, can you see us going out and bringing in a a centre forward or or an attacker that can play across the front three? Even obviously we're short on obviously Tolson's coming back, but you know he's he's injured and he'll probably be out the door. Wasn't he? Wasn't to, he
1: celebrating with Besiktas saying he, he wants to co- he wants to be? I want to be here and yeah, I'm he, contacted to Everton, but I don't want to be there. Just don't come on. Don't come. I'm not
0: playing in the game for Everton really. Yeah.
1: No. Well, you say that, but I remember thinking that about a lot of players and there they are turning up putting the shade yeah, on.
0: True, true.
1: No, I'd, i I think I think we could subsidise a backup cycle by bringing in two wingers that can play along or three positions. Because you've got Richarlison who can play as a striker. I know he hasn't been great at it this season and he's missed a lot of chances, but he can play up there. Obviously you've got Dominic Cavallo, Moise Keane and Lee, but I would rather if, if Everton went out this summer. And just focused all of our attention on right back, centre midfield, and a backup striker, I'd be furious because we need we need two wingers as an absolute. Mm-hmm. We need one winger without question, and we need two wingers really if we if we yeah. uh, if we want to really progress. And if you sign two quick, uh, skillful wingers that can score goals, that can create goals, that can get in behind defenders, and also maybe having one of those two that can interchange and be a, a centre forward as well, then I think you might you might get away with it.
0: Um, we need players off the bench as well.
1: Yeah, we need. We you, need go, you go
0: and sign like a. We need
1: Adam. too much. We need too much yeah. to we're gonna get. If you go, summer. if you go and sign,
0: say an Adam Armstrong <laughs> who can play across the front three. Yeah, it won't be a first team, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's pace a little fellow. He can score goals. We know that. That's so I, even like a player like him coming off the benches can be a decent little buy. But you've got to get your first team sorted out first. There's it, too many options. There's too many positions we need to sort out.
1: It. I said it last week. Uh, you know, f- for me. You don't go out and buy. We should. Everton's. And I don't think this will be Everton's plan, but Everton shouldn't go out in this summer and bring in players that aren't quite good enough to make the first team, but would be decent on the bench. What we need to do is go out and buy players that are, are better than what we've got, that they go into the first team and then what we've got yeah, drop yeah. to the bench. That's how, it, that's how you work it. You don't buy players that. Aren't as good as Dominic Calvert Lewin, but he's better than Cenk Tosin, so he'll sit on the bench. But he's better because that's what we effectively tried to do with Josh King, and you know, look at how that turned mm. out. Go out and buy players that are better than what we've currently got, and then not only do you have competition for places, then because you know, be it Don, be it um, I don't know, Alan Decore, Richarlison they're all looking. At, look how! Look how! Beneficial, Robin Olsen's been for Jordan Pickford. Actually, having a goalkeeper mm-hmm. that Jordan knows, if I don't perform here if I don't improve, I'm I'm sitting on that bench, and I can't afford to be sitting on that bench with the Euros coming up this summer. I need to be in that team week in week out. Look at how much Jordan's improved that off the back of having on, that. Exactly, you, you need composition in your in your team, not only for squad depth. But to keep players on the toes, because players might come out and then give the usual spiel of "I tried that hard and saying and I my socks off every game," but subconsciously there'll be a there'll be a thought in their mind thinking. I'm, I'm in here, now. no matter how well I play or how poorly I play, I'm starting next week, I'm starting the week after, I'll get another chance. Whereas if they've got somebody on the bench who's breathing down their throat and they think, if I don't give it 110% here, if I don't battle, if I don't show that I'm worthy of my place, I'll be out and he'll be in. And he might come in and show that he's worthy of his place, battle, fight, and then I mightn't get back in. So you need that competition for places, it's healthy and it, it improves everybody throughout the squad. And like I said, we need to go out and buy Better players than what I've got in the start eleven, and then those players become your bench players um, for me anyway. And, and whether we will do that or not is a, is a different question, isn't it? I suppose.
0: Well, do you do you think the the maybe, and this is a maybe because <laughs> he spent the season on loan at Blackpool. Obviously, I'm on about Ellis Sims. He scored a few goals for Blackpool in, in League One. He's done okay. Do you think he's ready for a place from the on at least the bench yet in this in the squad, or do you think you'll, you can see him going out on another loan? Maybe at the championship this time.
1: Yeah, and I, I can see him going out on another. He's done well. Don't get me wrong. Eight nine goals, something like that. But he's playing in in League One, and I know it's it's so easy for us to say, get Ellis Sims in. He's scoring every week. But it's that correlation between you know. Some people say. I remember putting up a video of Ellis, one of Ellis Sims' goals on tw- on our Twitter from uh, from when he played for Blackpool, obviously during the mm. season. And it, I think we I think Everton had played the same day and we'd lost. You know, no surprise. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin had, had the poor game, and someone went, "See, Ellis Sims was doing it in a blackpool. Why, could, you know, get him in instead? Dom's not doing it." And I was like, "Well, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's playing in the Premier League at the highest level. Probably playing. I think we played. Can't remember who we played at the time, but it was a, it was someone decent. It might have been Chelsea. And Ellis Sims was playing Dom, league one opposition. Dom would
0: score forty goals a season. Exactly. In
1: one. So it, it's not it's not compatible. You can't say it's compatible. And, and Ellis Sims, you know, might might well have a future at Everton. He looks." He looks a good striker, but he's 19 years old now, um, I think. And, and yes, he's big, he's physical and he's a goal scorer, but he's not, he's not ready for the Premier League. The step up from League One to Championship is ginormous. The step up from Championship to Premier League is even bigger. And I think, like you said, Ellis Sims gets a Championship loan next season and let's see how he does. If he scores 15, 16 goals in the Championship next season, then maybe the season after we can start having those conversations, but not yet.
0: Well, another youngster who's been out on loan this season and not had the the best spell, I suppose, <laughs> young Anthony Gordon. Can, yeah. Can you see him being a part of the squad or do you think he'll get sent back out on loan next season? He's not had the greatest. Um, had a decent start at Preston, but not at the greatest loan, I think.
1: Yeah, he hasn't, from what I've seen and read, he hasn't really played much. Has yeah, he hasn't been he's getting, getting many not, opportunities. Not gone too great for whatsoever. him. whatsoever. So, again, the the... Um, the the, the desperateness is there to want Anthony Gordon to come in and succeed and, and I've seen I've still seen a lot of people saying you look at our bench why can't we have an Anthony Gordon on there and 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 I sort of agree with it I agree with it but what I also then think is Nas and Kunku come on on Sunday for the first time in absolute months in a game where we were already four five nil down in and he was never going to be able to change and, and okay he didn't do anything he ran around a little bit but if Nas and Kunku's only being brought on in a game the last game of the season when we're being absolutely you know blathered by Manchester City and there's nothing in it. I don't really see Anthony Gordon. He wasn't at favour of, of Carlo Ancelotti when he was here. He started a couple of games last the season before last, obviously, um, the, you know, the the 1920 season. It yeah. all rolls into one. Um, hmm. But even when he was part of the squad, you know, this this season just gone, he wasn't massively involved. He wasn't really getting off the bench. He wasn't even getting in the matchday squad. And I know you can say, well, how is he getting in there when Gomez is getting in there or when Iwobi or when Bernardo's getting in there? But, that's obviously Carlo's decision, isn't it? And, and again, I think you'll see Anthony Gordon go out on loan again this uh, summer, hopefully for a side that he can play consistent football for and um, you know, not, not just be, again, doing what he was doing at Everton, basically, and, yeah. and not being included, because what's the point?
0: Yeah, well, there you go. There's enough Everton for today. <laughs> That's a nice little therapy session, to be honest. But um, yeah, we've got the Euros to look forward to. I think the England's first game is next Wednesday, isn't it? Um, Is it? Is it that soon? They've got a game next Wednesday, haven't they? It's not not Euros game. Um, that me. I haven't got a clue, mate.
1: I'm just, <laughs> I just
0: can't wait. And this is it's mad.
1: How, how, how how hypocritical are football fans by the way it might just be me yeah. who's, who's a big hypocrite but I literally sat there to the missus on Sunday and said I'm never watching another game of football ever again I'm yeah. never ever ever watching it. I'm not watching the Euros I'm not interested I don't like I don't really like England, but and now I'm sitting here saying I actually can't wait to watch a game of football that I've got no yeah. emotional connection to yeah, they I play- just go oh he's a good player that's a good goal oh, they've performed well today but I'm not actually sitting there what, do you know how many times I wanted mm-hmm. to lash my phone at the telly it Martin Tyler absolutely mm-hmm. for the nice of a better word he basically wanted to marry Sergio Aguero on Sunday he was doing that old Aguero scream every time he touched the ball and I was just sitting there thinking I'm sitting on my couch there's nobody else in the house but I feel like I'm being punched in the face I just feel like somebody's just there just slapping me constantly that's how horrible it was so I am actually looking forward to watching yeah. some football that well, I don't care about.
0: Well we've got a friendly friendly next Wednesday against yeah. Austria. There you go. So that that's that'll around. be that'll be fun. Hopefully <laughs> Big Ben gets his chance and Yeah, hopefully and hopefully as a well,
1: what I would say about the Euros is oh hopefully any Everton player that goes be it Dominic Calvert Lewin pick for yeah, Come home safe. Yeah, just please. don't just don't get injured please because you know, if you're there, you're there for a reason and that's because you've impressed and um we, we yeah. really could do with with you oh, know, yeah. picking up an injury.
0: I sort of want Godfrey to play every game <laughs> and, and smash it, but then I sort of wanted to drip be like, yeah, leave um, him a, leave him alone. You know what
1: happens if he plays every game and smashes it, don't you? The silly season, yeah. the rumors kicking, and Man United they're gonna sign him for hundred million and all this and all that. So look, <sighs> it's everything in it, and that, and that, and that's what we that's what we are. That's what we do. We we turned up, we took part in a testimonial, we got. Slapped left, right, and centre, but at least Sergio Aguero, uh, you know, had a smile on his face and scored a couple of goals and is yeah, now going good, to Barcelona. Good,
0: good for him. Yeah, I, I think he did he break
1: the record on Sunday. I mean he, he maybe broke the record. He some ma- broke I think some he, record. he
0: matched Wayne Rooney's record, oh, he? isn't he? There you go. So, so it was only Andy, Andy Cole, Alan Shearer, and Henri in front of him, isn't it?
1: Is it? He? So, he's up, so he's up there, so, top yeah. four or something. So, listen, listen, again, to our defence. Gave him a guard of honor before the game and continue to give him a guard of honor when he come on as well. I think they sort of thought, oh, well, like, we can stand, we stand off him now because it's, it's a great. Old. Do you know what I'm fuming about? Everything. Uh, well, everything, yeah. But what I'm most fuming about is that we've ruined the boss kit there. We've oh, worn yeah. one of the best kits that, we've had out in years. That kit
0: was so nice. And now I look Sunday. at it and
1: think, oh, I just, I'm just reminded of. Just that. Hopefully, we
0: get our first fixture at like, a, like
1: a, I just uh, thought we waited at all. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, no. Hopefully, yeah. Just wait. Just oh, Hopefully, we get a good away fixture. and yeah. We win like seven 0 or something, and Leon Bailey scores five goals. Oh, he'd love imagine, it, he'd and then we'd it. love it. Oh yeah, He'd look boss in that kit, and Riddelback it would look boss in oh, it as oh, well. Lionel oh. Messi would look boss in that kit.
1: Andre Gomez and Alex O'Reilly. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine Anguisa in that kid next to the corner eh, and Allen.
0: Imagine, imagine Everton. To do
1: this to ourselves, and we know we'll be sitting here in six months' time, and <sighs> we'll but the Aaron Ramsey will be an Everton player, and yeah. Keiran Shepherd will be an Everton player, and we'll all be sitting here just crying in that in, into our, our hands. But just, just imagine Everton being any good. Well, calm any good?
0: Everton nil Norwich three. <laughs> Thoughts? Oh. Oh, just please Everton. Just, just. just get it right bring us our optimism back we want a good summer
1: get it right it's impossible to get wrong it's impossible to get wrong get it right this summer
0: anyway Um, yeah we can only hope fingers crossed arms crossed legs crossed everything crossed yeah there you go thanks for listening to the everton podcast the off tv everton therapy session i suppose you could call it
1: it's over now anyway so yeah season's over.
0: over we'll be back next week to discuss hopefully some transfer rumors Maybe to even discuss the the England friendly so. it's a
1: silly season, and I've just read today that we're we're interested in Wilfred Zaha, so it's it's easy started.
0: easy Ruby. You will get that every year now.
1: That's it. That's it. I'm I'm surprised we haven't been linked with Kadira To be honest, he retired two weeks ago. I'm just Is surprised that yeah. yeah, he, retired, he
0: went yeah. to um, MLS, didn't he?
1: No, he stayed at UV, didn't he? I think. He oh, did he? I there. can't yeah. remember. He retired I've... anyway, so we'll probably be linked with him over the next week or so. Bring yeah. him back from retirement.
0: But... I'd, I imagine so. There, there you go anyway, thanks for listening. If you want more videos, exclusive live videos, then head over to Patreon. Make sure you check out Cam's channel, might have lose. also. Thanks for listening or thanks for watching, if you're watching the, the vodcast version. And uh, yeah, see you later.